What's good with you, brother? My brother, my brother. How you feeling? I'm good, man. How about yourself? Well, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. First of all, I want to thank you for joining Conversations. Absolutely. Man, I feel honored. You know what I'm saying? Nah, nah. The pleasure's mine, bro. Hold, hold on one second. Yeah. There you go. I want to let everybody know Tracy Lee in the building. For those who may forgot her, not totally familiar, I'm going to give them a little clip to listen to. <laughs> Him and Biggie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit, I suppose it's time to go sticks. Flip a line and get so lit. Yeah. Man, that was my shit, dog. That's what's up. I'm tell you what got me hip. And for those who don't remember, he had the theme, the party time anthem. Absolutely. It never goes away. It never goes away. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Let me ask you this. We're we, we going to jump right into this. I know yeah. you're a busy man. What was your introduction into hip-hop like as a kid? What 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 was that green light for you? Uh, that was easy. Um, the minute I heard rappers alike. I mean, and that was for most of us that grew up outside of New York City. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. I mean, Rapper's Delight was, you know, first of all, it was, it was a culture shock. It's like, what is this? You know what I mean? <laughs> These dudes putting words together and they talking it out. Like, it ain't, they're not singing. They're not harmonizing. And, and they're doing yeah. it in rhythm. Like, what's, what's going on here? And so, you know, from that moment on, you know, I felt like, you know, that was essentially the culture saying, hey, welcome home. You know what I'm saying? You found your way. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, you know, that that essentially ignited the, the, the fire. Um, yeah. I can't say that I necessarily wanted to be an MC at that particular moment, but I knew I was of the culture, you know what I'm saying? The MCing aspect came probably when I heard Melly Mel and then really kicked off when I heard Tila Rock and, and LL Cool J. Those were like, especially LL, those are like, you know, the guys that I was like, man, I, I want to spit because they was, they was, they were, they, you know, for many different reasons, they were telling, they were, you know, with, with Mel, it was more so, you know, he's giving us what it is in the street. It's not the hip, the hop, the hip. And then with Tila Rock, he's giving me the vocabulary. And then yeah. here comes LL giving me the vocab, giving me the energy, giving me the whole spectrum of what an MC is. And so that's where I said, that's what I want to do. And I was probably, and that was the age, between the ages of 12 and 14 years old. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel it. I'm kind of like the same way Sugar Hill. It was it was an eye opening thing. But I'll tell you what really kind of blew my mind that like uh kind of like what you alluded to earlier, uh Melly Mel, the message was just like, wow. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's it. That's it. And it's and it's crazy how it still holds relevance today. Absolutely. Absolutely. It gave so, us that so narration. Yes, yes. It was like, okay, you know, because I'm in Canton, Ohio, and I'm hearing about a whole nother world. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep, absolutely. So, so, so when did you start spitting, though? Like, what? what say, like, all right, let me go ahead and start, you know, writing my rhymes out. Um, Like I said, when I heard Mel, when I heard the message and I heard Mel, 
it's like before I was kind of repeating everybody's rhymes, you know, from Cold Crush, uh, Curtis Blow, you know, all of that. But then when I heard the message and I heard Mel giving me a depiction of what the streets are and what's going on around me, and I look outside the window and I see exactly what he's talking about at that age, it's like, oh, yeah, he's telling the story. So then that's when we started you know, just jotting down certain things. Again, still emulating and sounding like, you know, the things that I like and the things that I'm that are hot at the time and not really getting into my own bag yet. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, it, it started with him and then like I said, with Teela Rock, with now, you know, with the with the issues record, the the commentating, illustrating, description giving, adjective expert. Analyzing, you know, since you like it's yeah. like these words, it's like damn, illustrating, commentating. I'm not hearing that, you know. And then again, LL took that and then he added a whole different energy to the stage. So now I'm looking at all of these guys, and this is where we start formulating and writing, and you know, still not quite Tracy Lee yet, but at least I'm getting pen to paper and starting to, you know, write some of my own thoughts down, you know what I'm saying, in a similar style. You know what I mean? But then, you know, of course, after that, we get into, you know, the era of Rakim and, and G-Rap and, and KRS-One and Chuck D. And so that just took on a whole nother metamorphosis of who Tracy Lee is. And so I'm still pending at that time, actively trying to get record deals and things like that, putting my demo tape in the mail and sending it to, you know, uh, sleeping bag records and sending it to next plateau and sending it to profile and def jam and all of that you know by making demos on a on a radio you know what i'm saying pressing record and playing sticking the mic in the side it sounded ashy as hell but i'm thinking i'm nice so i'm sending the, the tape all over the place you know what i'm saying so you know but really? to your question directly you know we started putting pin the pad probably between the, like i said between the ages of 12 and 14 and kind of you know, just, just going from there. Okay, now you were born and raised in Philly, right? I was born in Buffalo, New York, raised in Philly. I lived in Buffalo for like the first five years of my life. Then we moved around, and then I finally ended up in Philly in like 1980, somewhere around okay. there. I was about 10 years old, you know what I mean? Now, how, how did Philly influence you? Because, I mean, oh. people, people sleep on Philly hard. They oh, sleep not, on I, Philly. They, they used to. Now, now I think it's it's pretty well documented that Philly got some of the illest. Well, first we were just known for DJs, like we had the illest DJs in the world. You know Tap Money and all that. Tap Money, Jazzy Jeff, of course, Cash Money. You know what I'm saying? Like these guys, Lightning Rich. Like we we had a, a, a we were like the the DJ uh, uh, of. The, uh, the DJ farm system, if you will. Like, if you wanted to <laughs> go get a nice D, you come to Philly. But then, you know, we were being slept on with regards to our MCs. And then all of a sudden, I think, you know, once we get to the late 90s, early 2000s, when you start talking about Beans, Beans kind of shed light on the ill. Well, even before him, it was Black Thought. But right. Black Thought was with a band, and Black Thought had a whole nother lane, and Black Thought is still to this day the, probably the most single dangerous MC in the world. But then Beans shed light on a different type of MC that comes out of Philly, which is the the street MC. Because before them two, it was Fresh Prince. And Fresh Prince had a whole different perspective, you know what I'm saying, a.k.a. Yeah. Will Smith. So, so Will Smith and Beans 
two opposite ends of the spectrum. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You got the squeaky clean, don't curse in his rhymes. You know what I'm saying? And then just catapult it out of here based off of that foundation to beans, which is the grit, grimy, grungy, <laughs> nasty, but both ill in their own right. And I think once beans hit the scene, then more and more people started coming to the city and started seeing like how, how ill the MCs are in that city. You know what I'm saying? So, and I was somewhere in the middle, you know what I mean? And fell under the radar, you know what I mean? Not many people, you know, they just knew party time, but they didn't really take a deep dive into the records and really know that I, I, I go, like I'm a, I, I do what I do. I'm a lyricist. I'm a bar smith. You know what I'm saying? I'm a barbarian as my, as my brother, the late great Sean Price used to call me, you know what I'm saying? So, um, but yeah, I think we were more underrated as MCs, but the DJs, they always knew. They always knew. Man, that, that's what's up, man. So, so, um, when did you get your first, get your first deal? Um, I actually got my first deal with a cat by the name of Carl Martin. Now, Carl mm -hmm. Martin was in a group called Shy. And for those who don't know Shy, they had a smashed single record called If I Ever Fall in Love. You know what I'm saying? It was an acapella joint. They got, you know, just... Yeah, it, baby it, maker. Exactly. <laughs> Con control radio in 92 and 93 and what have you. So because of the success of that, he was able to parlay that into a deal with MCA. And so I actually signed a deal with him. Um, and then while I was signed with him, uh, Mark Pitts, and see, this is all a Howard connection because it's Carl Martin went to Howard, Shy went to Howard, the whole entire group. Carl, uh, Mark Pitts also went to Howard. And a cat by the name of Derek D. Angeletti, who, for those that don't know who he is, he is a part of the Hitmen which is the production team up under Bad Boy. And he produced, you know, probably the single most played hip-hop record of all time in The Benjamins, you know what I'm saying? And so me and Dot, he's still my mentor to this day. Like, Dot actually told Mark, yo, you need to look at Trey, you know what I'm saying? Since Mark was managing big, since this all comes full circle, Mark was managing big, and Mark got a deal under Universal, had a label called Bostorm, still has a label called Bostorm. And so once he got his situation with Universal, Dot told Mark, yo, you need to look at Trey, and the rest is history. So Mark, what Mark did is had a conversation with Carl, because we all knew each other from Howard, and whatever they worked out, he was able to get me out of that deal with Carl and onto Bostorm Universal. That's what's up, man. And I, I remember when you dropped that many faces, dog. Because mm -hmm. at first, I seen the video for Party Time. I'm like, mm -hmm. he killing it. And I still remember, I'm like, man, I'm, I'm about to go check this dude out. Mm -hmm. So I drive up to Akron, 30 minutes up the road, mm -hmm. to the uh, mom and pop spot called Two Live Music. Mm -hmm. Man, I got many faces. I put that in. I think I rode all the way up to Cleveland and back. We, <laughs> man, Appreciate in my crew. Loving it, loving it. And I, I was getting a lot of people here because I was like, man, don't sleep on Trey Lee. Mm, mm. <laughs> to mm. me, it's, it's a classic. I'm going to give you your flowers right now. It's a classic. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's one of them joints. There's no skips. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no doubt, man. Hey, listen, I, 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 I would, and not being biased, but I, I would have to agree with you. You know what I'm saying? I, I would. I, I mean, of course, it's bias coming from me, but um, you know, even I, I probably 
and I don't know how to feel about this, but I mean, I guess it's a good thing, but I get more accolades for that album now than I did mm -hmm. when it came out. More people mm -hmm. come up to me, especially like the younger, the younger generation. I believe at that time they were probably like 13, you know, mm -hmm. like junior high school. Now you're talking about 25 years later, they're almost 40 years old. You know what I'm saying? And so they come up to me all the time or hit me on YouTube or post or, or even on IG like, yo, that Many Faces album is crazy, man. Da, 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 da. And it's like back then, not a lot of people, I, I guess most people would say it was ahead of its time because yeah. there weren't too many people that were, you know, into the, you know, even the, the whole personality. Like I had five different personalities on the record. And so I rhymed in different voices, you know, and I had you know, a situation where I created a story where it was a whodunit, a murder mystery going on, you know right. what I'm saying? So, you know, and I think about the time that I put it out and, you know, there weren't, you know, too many people in that lane. It was either you were doing the shiny suit thing that Puffin' was doing or you was, you was, you know, a, a grungy rapper, you know what I'm saying? You was, you was on the block, you was, you know what I'm saying? You was holding something, you was, you was selling something, you know what I mean? And yeah. My music wasn't like that, you know what I mean? So it, was, it had its whole own different lane, a whole different lane. And so I think it was just a situation where people just weren't ready for it, you know what I mean? But now it's like, especially after people have emulated in some way, shape, form, or fashion, it's like now people listen to it with a different appreciation, you know what I'm saying? Man, and, and uh, the production is what really stood out, like, real crazy, like, you was doing soulful before mm. people was really kind of doing soulful, mm. and then then you really what really stood out to the uh, nice over Egypt beat. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's that you know that's that's gambling huff man. That's you know what I mean that's that Philly in you. You know what I mean like that's yeah. you know the Jones girls. That's that sound. You know what I mean that's, the, yeah. that's what it was. I was like, this dude got a got an ear for music. Yeah, you know, in real hip hop heads, no music. Yep, digging in them crates. Absolutely, absolutely, all day, uh, that, that, all day. Yeah, and, and I, I, I thank you for your contribution to hip hop. It's, it's been amazing, and I always tell people, man, you got because like even your new, your new stuff, like you're there. Thank you, brother. Thank you. you you're yeah, glory. Now, are you putting this out independent now, or how, how's that working out for you? Yeah, the, the last three albums that I've released from 2014 up until now, um, I had an album that I released in 2014 called Glory. I mean, excuse me, called ESQ The Revelation. Um, I had an album <clears throat> that I um, put out in 2019 called Expect The Unexpected, um, and that was produced entirely by my brother OJ's, as well as my latest work that I put out in 2020, into 2020, called Glory, um, which was also produced by uh, my brother OJ's. And all three of those albums were put out independently under my label, Left Entertainment. Um, oh. You know, we just feel like, you know, the way technology is and the way, and, and, and because I know better now, you know what I'm saying? I had a deal back then. I went to law school in between. So it's like, we're not just signing any type of paperwork. It has to be worth our while. You know what I'm saying? Otherwise, because what you're doing is you're essentially doing business with somebody that is going to, you know, have some type of control over what you do. You know what I mean? Because they're going to invest. 
They're going to put some money into it, so therefore they want to see a return on their investment. So they're going to try to control it in, a, in, you know, in some type of manner. It, but you get what you negotiate. So at this time, we just haven't had the, the right situation to be able to do business with somebody that has a little bit more paper than us. So why not just put it out independently? So everything we've been doing for the past, what, seven years has, has been on an independent side. That makes total sense. And, and to me, it seems like um, college has influenced your music career a hell oh, of a lot. Absolutely. Without question. Without question. It's, 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 uh, it's gaining knowledge. It's, and it's also given, you know, the, the audience a, a different perspective, a different alternative. Like, it's, you know, it's cool to, you know what I mean, go get an education. You know what I'm saying? It's cool to not glorify the streets. You know what I'm saying? I know about that side. You know, I dabbled in it a little bit, but I was never like this kingpin, you know, coke slinger, you know what I'm saying? Getting packs from Pablo down in, you know, <laughs> in, the, in, in Peru. You know, I ain't never do all of that. No. You know what I'm saying? We, we nickled and dimed it, but, you know, we don't glorify it. That was a means to an end. You know what I'm saying? So... We all we want to stress education. We want to stress, you know, alternative ways to be able to maneuver through the system. You know what I'm saying? In a legal way. You know what I mean? Um, and so, and and to be quite frank, man, it's just a different way of doing things because everybody else is going to give you that other thing. We don't want to yeah. do that. We want to give you something different. You know what I'm saying? So, um, education is, is huge. You know, from my perspective. You know what I mean? And that's really kind of like a throwback mentality to some of the early hip hop, cause you know, I remember DMC talking about he went to St. John's University yes. and yes. you know, EMD and them used to talk about when they were in school, you know, Cash used to talk Kumo D, Chuck D, all of these are college graduates, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Chub Rock, you know what I'm saying? The list goes on and on. You know, and you, you know you know how the industry is. They they don't really wanna nope. keep keep us <laughs> up there. <laughs> Especially not for us, not especially not for for black folks. You know what I'm saying? Black men right. in particular. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nah, they don't. Educated black man is the most dangerous person on earth. Walking, yeah. walking. You know what I'm saying? So they want to keep us dumbed down. Absolutely. And I, I kind of figured that that you know that that um I'm gonna say totally stifled your career, but with you going to school and getting your degree in law and um. And knowing the game, yep, like they couldn't put a wool over your eyes. Mm -mm, still can't, you know. But you know, it's, it's it's just one of those things. I knew that this would be an issue. I knew, at, at least from their perspective, it's not an issue for me. Um, I right. knew that they, that would be a, a a roadblock within that system. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. But it's just, I mean, it's it's just the right thing to do. You know, I'm I'm into I'm into morals, principles, right and wrong. You know what I mean? And some people will say right and wrong is subjective, but this is just the right thing to do. And especially if we can pass down some of this education to people that may not have a clue about what this industry is. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah. you know, instead of you going into this game with your blinders on, here I am willing and able and ready to give you whatever it is that you need at no cost. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going, you know, the, one of the things that I never subscribe to is the, is the saying that the game should be sold and the game should be sold not to be told. You know what I'm saying? I think that's right. bullshit. In order for us to come up, man, we got to give, 
you know, especially those that's trying to get in the game. The game. Each one, each one, each one, each one, each one. Each one. Absolutely. I feel you on that, you know, and, and, and that's what I try to do with some of these young guys. I'm like, man, learn the business, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, pay attention. But it's seems like they kind of look for the glitz and the glam and just want to jump into it. And We all and did. We all did. Take the you know what I'm saying? I, I was there, I, and and I, that's one of the first things I tell youngers. I I did exact. I wanted. That's the reason why I signed my deal. That's the reason why you know I you know things happened the way that they did because I wasn't prepared. You know what I'm saying? So right. I get it. I get it. Ten thousand percent. When you got a passion for something, and you know that you have a talent for something, you always feel like that you could get in, into a space and change the the system the way it works, or it's not gonna apply to you or whatever happened to an artist previously. That nah, that ain't that ain't gonna happen to me, man. Nah, nah, nah. Listen, man, there's nothing new under the sun. It will happen same, to you too. You know same way, same way. The young drug dealers think they ain't gonna get caught. Exactly, <laughs> or get killed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah Come on, man. Yeah. The, 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 the cycle repeats itself. So, you know, so I, you know, I tell these young kids, I get it, man. I understand. Yeah. Now, what my job is, is to at least give you the information. Now, what you do with it after that, that's that's all on you. But yeah. at least there's somebody here to give you the information. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they can never say you didn't tell them so. Exactly. All right. I want, I want you to tell me about this vibe, okay? December 5th, 1996, mm. you and me in mm. the studio. Mm. What was you feeling? Tell me about the vibe that night, man. Oh, the vibe was beautiful. The vibe was, you know, I'm in here with one of the LSMCs, if not the LSMC at the time. He's at the top of the food chain. But this is the opportunity for me to showcase what I can do, too. You know what I'm saying? And I think that record wouldn't have taken place had it not been a mutual respect for the skill level because, you know, right. in order for me to get my deal, Mark was playing my demos in the car with Big in him. You know what I'm saying? With Big sitting in in the car and he was looking for that other cosign. He had got it from D Dot, but he was definitely looking for that other cosign before he offered me a contract. And so, you know, Big cosigned it. He was like, Yo, boy, yo, Trey's nice, Trey's nice, kept up, Trey's nice. So then of course, because Mark is his manager, that it was just a natural thing for to get his artist that now is on his label to do a song with his other artist that he manages. And because the other artist that he manages um, respects the new artist, you know what I'm saying, then it, it was going down. So, you know, we in the studio, man, it was nothing but love, mutual respect, and we wanted to make a great record. But at the same time, we, you know, when you when you get two alpha males in the studio, you you marking your territory. You know what I'm saying? He's gonna right. prove that he's the illest on the mic, and I'm gonna prove that I'm the illest on the mic. So not only are you gonna get a great record, you're gonna get bar work at the same time. And so that that's what that whole vibe was about. It was eight hours. We put the record together. The the music's blasting. He's writing without a pen, which I've never had never seen before in my life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And so I'm like, I, you know, I'm studying his, his, the method to the madness. And when I asked him, when he finally said he was ready, he was like, you know, I said, where's your pen and your pad? He's like, I can't write it down. It confuses me. And I, I never understood that. But, you know, one thing about Big Style is, you know, his, 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 he's the most economical 
him and Rockham, I would say, are the most economical MCs, you know, uh, with regards to the words that they choose, how they, how they, you know, the, the, the amount of syllables that they put in different pockets, you know what I'm saying, things like that. Right. So what I say about Big is that he says more with less. He could say in one word what most MCs need three or four words to say. And so because of his, his style, it, it, it enables him to write it in his brain because it's more of a melodic style. You know what I'm saying? And by him writing it on paper and then transferring it into the mic, it's like you get rid of the middleman. It's like, why do I need the paper to read it? And then because I can't get my inflections off, I can't get the cadence off if somebody is mentioned right here. You know what I'm saying? So I'd rather just memorize it while I'm while I'm writing it in my head and then give you all of that directly into the mic as opposed to going from here to here then to the mic. You know what I'm saying? So you know, after, after, you know, basically we got on, we got on the mic, we went, did the back and forth, we stayed on topic with regards to keep your hands high, we pulling a robbery on all the casters, faking jacks in the industry, talking about they got this and they got that, okay, well then run it then, you know what I'm saying, if you holding yeah. all that, run it, and so that's what the song was, man, and it was just, it was just a great vibe. That, that's beautiful. And that was like his, what, last feature, I, I believe? That was his last feature outside of the Bad Boy family. He did one other record. Um, he did the, uh, 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 what was the record on Puff's, uh, on Puff's album? Um, I think it was, called, it was called The Commission. Whatever that record was with Buster on the okay. hook, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Any, I, I perform like Mike, anyone, Tyson, Jordan, Jackson, action, pack guns, ridiculous. That was that was the last verse that he did. And that was the night before, you know, his untimely uh, demise, the murder. You know what I'm saying? That was the night before that. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I can dig that. Who um who who can you see yourself doing a versus with? A versus? Hmm. That's interesting. Um it would have to be somebody. I, I, I would say if they ever decided to do like a versus with with people that just had that one smash. Um, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe somebody like a like a like a Keith Murray, or uh, maybe a Mr. Cheeks, or you know what I'm saying like somebody within that realm, within that era. Um, that had like you know the the one or two records, even though Cheeks had a few of them Johns. Um, but I I could see something like that, you know what I mean? I don't know anybody that's listening. Who could you see me doing a verse? That's 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 interesting. That's interesting. Because your, your catalog might not be the most popular, but it's popping. Hey man, listen. I, thank you, Al. I'm, in, th I'm in, glad you said that. If you let the, the record, yeah, I'm about to say if you let the records breathe. If you just sit back and let the records breathe and you give me 20, I can go. I can go with, with, with a few. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it seems like Versus is, kind of, like is kind of set up for that, you know, especially like how um the locks kind of broke the traditional mold. Mm-hmm. You know, mm -hmm. Drop some of them freestyles and yep. all that. Yep, yep. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. You, listen, you might be on to something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and then say and then save, you know, keep your hands high on the theme till last, you know what I'm saying? But if you let some of the other records breathe, we can go. Yeah, we can go. yeah that man. That's go. 
So are are you still touring? Where 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 can we see you at? Um, actually, we're we're setting some things up for next year. Um, because next year actually be the 25th anniversary of Many Faces. So we are are currently. I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, but we're currently setting up um, a eight city situation. Um, and we should have more on that as we get into uh, December to to make an official announcement on that right before, you know, Christmas and all of that. I should have things, you know, nice and tied up and ready to make that announcement. Um, if not before Christmas and shortly after New Year's, you know what I'm saying? I can dig that, man. I'm going to have to holler at some people downtown Canton because uh, we need you here for HBCU weekend. Oh, let's do that. Let's do that. They have, they have a classic game. Uh, th- I think this was the, the second one that's just started, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's a beautiful weekend. And I would love to, man. You know, and, that, and that's right up your alley. Now, of course. I mean, I went to, listen, I went to Howard University and for undergrad, and I went to Southern University, you know what I'm saying, for, for, for law school. So, and you know, my entire family, from my wife to my mom, my pop, sister, brother, everybody's HBCU. So that's that's right in my wheelhouse, man. That's all I know. That's all I know. Yes. How, how long have you been married? Uh, 11 years. It'll be 12 okay. in April. Yep. Yeah. Okay. That's a beautiful thing, man. No doubt. It's, it's nice to have good, positive brothers still out here doing music, who understands the culture, understands family. You know, it's, it's, you're really important to our culture, man, especially in hip-hop. And I tell people, it's, it's about the culture at the end of the day. That's a fact. That's a fact. You know? I mean, it's, it's, and the thing is, man, it's, it's, it's more than just you know, people like myself out here, you know what I'm saying? And that's the, the disappointing thing about this industry. They don't want to shed light on that. They want to keep, right. you know, us in the dark. They want to keep, you know, misinforming us or putting out false narratives, you know what I'm saying? Or changing mm-hmm. the narrative completely, you know what I mean? So, you know, they don't want to give brothers like us, you know, that type of light shine or what have you, because then what it does is it gives the children. That's the, That's their whole... Thing. They want to make sure that the kids don't get enlightened and empowered. You know what I'm saying? So when they see figures like us on television or, or hear us on the radio, that they feel like, oh, there is an alternative. There is something different out here than what they've been feeding me, man. That's all by design. You know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt. And, and, and to me, that's the beauty of this technology because now we can create our own media outlet. And, and put the stories out there and you know, push the people because I just hate the fact that there's a term called old school hip hop when you never heard the term old school rock and roll. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yo. Exactly. It's, it's terrible, man. It's terrible. Yeah, it's it's like good music is good music. I tell people, I'm like, I don't care if you're 50. If it's hot, you still spitting. Everything on point is relevant. There it is. Tell the story. Because, I mean, we're all getting older, and, and, and I like to hear what I call grown man hip-hop. You can't mm-hmm. keep rapping like when you were in, in your 20s. You know, nah, your life has changed. Yeah, that's that's not progression. That's regression. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, you know. You know but, but, again, it's, it's you know, just my opinion. I think it's all about design. So, like you said, we have to create 
our own narratives. We have to create our own platforms. And, you know, it may take a minute for the masses to get with it because the masses are programmed already, right? So they have to get out of what they know and get into something else that, that's, that's not, you know, uh, that's not as accessible. You know what I'm saying? You have to work to find the alternative. You know what I'm saying? And most people don't want to do that. But that's not, you know, that's not, that shouldn't be our concern if you have that kind of fire in you to be able to provide an alternative route. So we just keep doing what we're doing. And eventually, you know what I'm saying? Or maybe not, but you just keep doing what you're doing. And the people that's supposed to, you know, gravitate towards you, they will. They will. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, one last thing. What advice would you have for young cats that's really trying to get in this music game right now? What 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 would you tell them? Um, I would say recognize your talent first. You know what I'm saying? Recognize what it is in this industry that you're good at. You know what I'm saying? Everybody can't rhyme. Everybody can't produce. Everybody can't manage. Everybody can't, you know, do uh, the, 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 the glamorous uh, what, what is deemed to be the glamorous part of this industry. Figure out what it is that you are best at. You know what I mean? It could be being a lawyer. You know what I'm saying? It could be uh, 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 being a PR person. You know what I'm saying? It could be, you know, there, there are many facets of this of this game and, and, and many aspects that uh, that catapult the, the person that's in front of the camera to the top. You know what I'm saying? That catapults the artist to the top. The, the artist doesn't get to the top by by themselves. You know what I'm saying? They have a team around them. So you figure out what it is that you do best first. Then I would say, do your due diligence on what it is that you're trying to do. You know what I'm saying? Study it. You know what I'm saying? Study the people that did before you. You know what I mean? Mentors are very important for those that are willing to mentor because I know that could be a daunting task as well. Because it goes back to, you know, the game is to be sold, not to be told. Like a lot of cats that know the game, they want to keep it for themselves. You know what I'm saying? So you find that person that's going, that, 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 that wants to see you win and wants to see you grow and wants to see you succeed in this business far past what they are, where they are already. You know what I'm saying? So you find that person. And then, you know, last but not least, man, if this is what you really want to do, like I said, I picked up a pen at about 12 years old and wrote my first, 11, 12 years old, wrote my first rhyme and never stopped. Never stopped. Whatever it is that you're doing and whatever it is that you love and whatever it is that, 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 that brings about the passion in your inner being, never stop doing it, regardless. You know what I'm saying? That's beautiful, man. I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of heads that that that's going to reach out to, man. Once again, my brother, thank you for your time. I know you're a busy man. And thank I you, appreciate bro. you giving me this opportunity. And I'll tell you why it's special, because I finally got somebody before Drink Champs got him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can, I can tell you this. I don't think I'll be on Drink Champs no time soon. No time soon. He's going to bring you on. He's going to bring you on. He ain't going to have a choice. Uh, well, he ain't gonna have no choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> All right, my man. Thank you so hey, much man. once again. Pleasure, man. I appreciate you all for bringing me on here, brother. Yeah. It really is, really has been, you know, an enlightening conversation. Just thank you for the opportunity. You know what I mean? All right, thank you as well. And um, brother, we'll stay in touch. We'll chop it up. Absolutely, sir. All Peace. right. Peace.